Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to tonight's edition for Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Dorian Schenkel, with Ruben Torres. How you doing, Ruben? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Okay. You ready to rock and roll again? Ready. I'm always ready to, to uh, spend an hour with you and our guests and our audience. Right. Um, tonight, folks, we are awaiting a guest uh, to call in. His um, name is Royce Jones. He threw his hat in the uh, race for President of the United States. And um, we're going to talk to him on education, health care, immigration, the economy, jobs, and whatnot. Um, but before we get into our subject matter, I want to remind you that um, if you can go to studentsforbetterfuture.com, um, that is the 501c3 nonprofit that supports this radio station, make a donation, that would be great. That's studentsforabetterfuture.com. And um, also I want to mention to you the fact that uh, on our TV station in New Jersey, Channel 21, we will be airing a documentary on the Armenian genocide featuring Virginia Palin. She's, she's author of the book Musa Dow Girl. And um, that's starting this Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Um, the Armenian genocide is one genocide that is not found in the, um, uh, in the, uh, in the K-12 system. And so we're going to be bringing that to you. Sounds exciting, right, Ruben? Very exciting. Something um, that, that needs to be put out there. Well, it does. And um, we are doing the... Uh, the educating here. The K through 12 system uh, doesn't put that genocide in it. Um, and we have found out when doing this documentary that um, uh, for political reasons it was done. And um, so, uh, so we will be airing that. Actually, it's this Wednesday coming up. Then the Wednesday after then that, and then we're going to have part two and then part three. And it will also be up on YouTube. Um, so, uh, and then after that, we are going to be working on another documentary um, that deals with the uh, uh, human trafficking. And right. um, that's a, a, another big issue. Yes, it's big here in the United States. I can't repeat that enough. It's big here in the United States. And um, so uh, we have our work cut out for us, right, Ruben? Oh, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's very challenging, not, not just for, not just for uh, any country out, out there in the world who wants to uh, really fight against human trafficking, but also every citizen that is actually passionate about it. Like you. That's right. That's right, and um, it it does pertain to the fact that um, uh, that you know with all the bad stuff and the internet porn going on, that sort of filters into the human trafficking. Um, so uh, anyhow, but uh, I, I believe our guest—I don't know if our guest has called in. We keep losing him, um, so I'm going to try to get him on the line. Uh, his name is Royce Jones, and he's running for Republican, um, the Republican candidate for, for president. So if you all just hold on a minute, um, the host here is going to try to get him on the line. I think he's calling in from a very far distance, and we know that um, that it, it's it's when you're calling from a far distance, sometimes static gets in the way. So. Um, yeah. So Hello, can you hear me? Okay. Hi, Royce. Are, Royce, are you on the line? There you are. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've well, been calling well, in, uh, but we've show. been crossing. 
I want to say well, thank you. I appreciate Carol. it. And I want to read something um, that uh, that you actually wrote. Okay, um, it goes: okay. Are you mad yet? Are you tired of pandering professional politicians selling out their line, their pockets with money? Are you tired of them breaking our economy with their constant interference and whacked out social engineering? Are you tired of paying people not to uh, not to riot because half the citizens are on government dole? Then you have come to the right place. Uh, I know. I I thought that was well written. That's actually on your website, by the way. Um, Thank you. But can you tell us? Can you tell us uh, what uh, led you uh, into this decision of run, running for president? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, first of all, I'm a Republican, and uh, I, I noticed uh, pretty early on that every single Republican candidate was selling us out. I say us, I mean uh, conservative America, right from the beginning without a fight. Uh, all the issues, immigration, uh, law enforcement, uh, the size of our government, uh, you know, you, you name the issue, and they're selling us out before the contest even started. So that's why I decided to get into this fight. And that's amazing. But let me, growing up, have you ever let me give you a, let me give, Say again? Have you ever thought you'd be doing this, throwing your hat in the race? No, never. Uh, not until about last November. Uh, I had never considered it before. I've never run for political office before. Okay. I, I so actually think that's uh, an advantage. Uh, yeah, so so this kind of built up. Um, is anybody... Yeah, it's, uh, you know... Is, uh, no, no, no politician. Member of your family? No politician. So, no, so what is your no, no politician. Uh, my family is, is my family is very supportive. Uh, they um, might think I'm a little nuts for doing this, but they're very supportive. Uh huh. And have you assembled the team? Um, somebody who uh, has fundraise and all that. I actually haven't started fundraising yet. We're just now really getting into all the technical difficulties of, of doing that. Uh, but I have people across the country. Uh, I have friends and family in Michigan. I have friends in California, family and friends in Oklahoma. I have people all across the country that are very supportive. My Facebook is tapped out. I have thousands of people waiting in line. Uh, um, uh, the, the support I, has just yeah, been uh, amazing. Yeah. I will tell you a lot. A lot of people are disenchanted with the Republicans and the Democrats, but the Republicans too. You know, and um, when I think when they see somebody like you, okay, um, rather than some not somebody like a Marco Rubio, who's been in the mainstream for a long time, you know. Um, yeah, Rubio, Cruz, uh, these guys. Uh, but again, they, they've all you know they've all sold us out. Uh, they they did that before they even announced they were running. Uh, so that's why I decided to get in here. Have you had any debates yet? Or no, no. In fact, I'm sure they would run no, okay. and fight if they had to debate me. Yeah, I would destroy these guys in a debate. Yeah. Let me um, let me give you a, a quick example. You have Ted, Ted Cruz right now is going around the country saying he doesn't support amnesty, which is actually being dishonest because he supports immigration reform. Uh, he supports a massive green card program. Uh, you know, that guy's not being honest. So, you know, why should I support him? You know, why should anybody? Right. You know, uh, be, being loud, being loud is yeah. not enough. You have to have the right uh, policies that the people want. And I don't believe these guys have the right policies. Look at our economy. George right, Bush, right. For, for, seven, for, for, seven years yeah. of a jobless recovery. Um, okay, before you go into right. that, I do want to touch upon immigration a little bit, okay? Okay. Um, okay, uh, and, and let's get into the, the part where uh, uh, Obama, if you know, recently um, had an executive action uh, that supposedly granted relief from deportation to about 5 million undocumented immigrants. Um, it's actually being challenged in the, in the courts these days. But um, if you look at the 
uh, one executive actions on immigration. Okay. Um, the, these initiatives include expanding the population eligible for the deferred action or child, uh, childhood arrivals program to people of any current age who entered the United States before the age of 16 and lived in, in the United States continuously since January 1st, 2010. Um, that's one of the provisions in there. Um, then allowing parents of U.S. citizens and lawful permanent residents to request deferred action and employment authorization for three years. Um, what, what is your like overall opinion on on the um, on this on his executive well, orders? Well, we'll cut straight to the chase. You have to look at this uh, strategically. Obama and the, and the Democrats in general don't care what if what they're doing is illegal. They don't care if it's unconstitutional. Their goal is to basically strike points with the Hispanic community, and they'll do whatever, they, whatever, whatever it takes to do that. If the court rules against them, that's fine. They don't care. They made their points. So for, for the strategic value of what he's doing, uh, you know, you can't have a better, you know, you can't really do any better than that. But the point you know, that you're making is that it's a lot of what he's doing is illegal. But the truth is they don't care that it's illegal. They don't care if the, the court strikes it down. They're trying to earn brownie points. Right. I, I mean, I, I am for legal, you know, immigration if we have a process. Sure. And would you we support... We are. And we could like simplify... Right. Yeah, we could simplify legal immigration. We can make it cheaper. We can cut the timeline so we don't have to wait 5, 10, 15 years to, to immigrate. But this wholesale mass of illegal immigration, no. You know, right now um, I'm in Colima, Mexico. And when I come to Mexico, they expect me to obey the laws here. And I do. You come into the United States, we expect the same. Right. And, but a, a lot of them don't. Some of them come across the border and they might even have a baby here in the United States. They do that on purpose. So well, there's so there's many kids. issues that evolve around illegal immigration. First of all, uh, it's a violation of our national sovereignty. And both sides, the Democrat, Democrats and the Republicans, are willing to, to sell out our national sovereignty in order to score a few, uh, a few votes. Uh, it's it's a, a national security issue. We know terrorist uh, individuals have been coming across the border. It's a drug enforcement issue. We have huge amounts of drugs coming across the border every day. So it's yes, not and just, a human you know, trafficking one too, right, Ruben? Yeah, well, yeah, we have ladies coming in. We have ladies coming in from China and uh, having babies here for no other purpose, you know, than to be able to claim welfare. That's all the way from China. So okay, it's a massive so, problem. So let's stop a minute. Okay, so what happens now? They come across the border, they have a kid here. Okay, now under the law, that kid is a citizen of the United States. Okay, sure. but the parent is it. So do do we deport the parent? Yes, we do. In fact, we we changed the law. This law was this never this law was never intended to deal with illegal immigration. It was built, uh, It was created to ensure that the the children of slaves uh, were treated as American citizens. It had nothing to do with this issue. This needs to be corrected. Okay, so that particular law should be corrected, okay? It should say, you, if you have a baby over here in the United States and you are not a citizen of the United States, then therefore your baby is not. They should be a citizen of wherever you came from. Exactly. And it's also an economic issue. Most of the the people who cross the border, in fact, the average education for people crossing the border is sixth grade, Okay. So we're importing the poorest of the poor from Mexico. Um, and once they arrive here, you know, they're given a piece of paper and a court date. The majority of them don't show up. They move into our society. Uh, and then we're supporting them. Uh, you know, the, the guy may not be able to get welfare, but the, but the women do and the children do. And it's a huge cost issue. Right, and it's when we talk about cost, it's a, it's a cost to um, education, you know, uh, health care, um, and you know, even government in some way. Oh, uh, because I know uh, yeah, across the board, and, and not not not, not just federal, right. not just federal, but state money too. The state of Texas spends billions of dollars 
on illegals every year, and that takes money away from citizens. And people say, oh, you're not being fair. You, know, you have to be fair to the illegals. But what about being fair to the American taxpayer who has to carry this burden? You know, our, our, we're currently running a deficit excess of $600 billion. State and federal uh, welfare is now over a trillion dollars. At what point do we draw the line and say enough is enough? Right. And, um, uh, right. and also, uh, you know, I, I think from my own point of view, it's just a matter of us that we are a society of laws and we should all fo- follow them because they're there for a reason. I know that, um, you know, here in New Jersey, uh, if you are a, uh, if you are undocumented and you live in another state, you can take advantage of New Jersey in-state tuition for colleges. And, you know, yeah, it's so a problem across the board. Uh, yeah. And why yeah. should, you know, why should uh, somebody comes, comes across the border be you know, privileged to special benefits? You know, even Obama, when he came here, he signed up for in college. Uh, he got special consideration as a foreign exchange student, you know, which of course was scamming the system. But, uh, you know, all right. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, Ruben, did you want to get in? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, thank you. Well, I, I have to tell you that I'm, uh, I'm as passionate about illegal immigration as you are, um, but I, I I do have to uh, bring some points out. Uh, a lot of the illegal immigration that uh, that happens happens also on on people who overstate their visas here. And sure, sure control, does. It's not just yeah, we have to control, it's not we just an immigration from. Yeah, we have to control the, the border. Not, it, we have to control both the north and the south, because the north it, it has a lot of heroin drugs I mean, coming from Canada now. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, so I, yeah, actually, I, it's a 360. De- it's a 360 degree problem because we have people coming here on HB1 visas, HB2 visas. Right. But it's time to go. Right. Time to go home. They simply stay. Right. I'm with you. I mean that HB one visa. Uh, you know, having Bill Gates going to Congress and, and promoting to to have um, uh, more more foreign technology workers coming here. No, we need to. No, we don't. We don't need that. We don't need that. We need to basically have a moratorium on on uh, on immigration for at least five to ten years. Uh, to when you have, when you have 12 million people out of work, uh, 20 million if you count those underemployed, it doesn't make right. sense to be importing workers. Uh, Hillary Clinton, when she was a senator in New York, was literally selling H2B visas to technology companies, which were bringing Indians over here and displacing American workers by the thousands. Right. Well, that, that's the uphill battle, Roy. Really, so you, that anyone who, who's going to run for president like yourself, uh, is going to face. My question to you is, what would be, how would you be able to handle special interest groups, including the United Chamber of Commerce, all, all the agriculture business interests, I mean, to basically try to, to you know, do something that no one else is doing and, and, and basically stopping and, and, and curbing Immigration. How, how would you go about doing that? Well, from a fundraising uh, perspective, it's extremely difficult because most Republicans rely upon the U.S. Chamber of Commerce for a lot of money. But these right. companies, uh, many of the companies that are part of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, not only hire illegals. They claim they don't, but they do. And okay. so that's why that's why you have difficulties with Republicans standing up on this issue is because they want to take the money. Uh, so basically, they're selling us out for cash. Right. But yeah, some, but, uh, but right. you know. Go ahead, anyway. finish yours. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, you know what? I mean, the American people kind of feel that, you know, their politicians, all of them have sold them out. I mean, for years, they've been promised they were going to build really? a, a fence along the border. And where's that? Sure, lots of broken promises. You know, Lots of broken promises. When Obama went, ran for election in 2008, you know, he promised, you know, among many of the many of the broken promises, that you know he would do something about uh, uh, unfair uh, trade from our trading partners. 
And every year the GAO puts out a report that says, you know, these companies are, these countries are cheating and by how much. But every year for seven years, he's passed on doing that. Why? Because he takes the money. These global corporations and American corporations uh, get benefit. A quick example, Walmart spent $30 billion last year importing Chinese products. And then they complained the U.S. was its worst performing uh, area of operation. They can't seem to put one and one together. But uh, back to immigration, this, any issue, whether it be drug enforcement, uh, economics, welfare, uh, border security, terrorism, all these bundled together with a clear message that we need to shut down the border. Right, right. Yes. Now, now, I, I have, I mean, I have my, um, I have some relatives that are actually working. They, they're border patrol officers, um, and uh, they tell me that it's very, very difficult because they're not getting the support that they should. From the yeah, uh, yeah. They're told, they're told to stand down. Yeah, it's a deliberate. It's it's deliberate by our government. The government simply is not enforcing our laws. In fact, they're breaking our laws. And they're telling our law enforcement officials to stand down. Do not enforce the law. And they're doing it for political reasons. Right. If they want to change the law... Go ahead. if If they want to change the law, then we should all work together to change the law. But until then, the law needs to be enforced where we become a lawless society. And under Obama, that's exactly what we've done. We're a lawless, a lawless society. Right, you know, right. if, um, if the top... You know, got, you, know, you know who fe- feels it the most is the victims of crimes that are committed by these, these illegals. Right. You know, We're not even talking about those... You know, illegal those to begin with, and the crime... Right. Crossing um, the border is just the first crime. Then you have uh, tax evasion... Social Security tax fraud, uh, welfare fraud, uh, you know, the, the list of crimes just keeps stacking up and up. And it's not like one person is committing, you know, dozens of crimes. It's 13 million people creating dozens of crimes. Right. You know, so if I cheat on my taxes, yeah. Yeah. Go, go I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people uh, in the United States that are illegal immigrants that live a nice middle-income lifestyle, driving new pickup trucks, new SUVs, but they take somebody else's job. Yeah. Right. Now, this kind of leads into our next topic of discussion. Um, well, actually, several here because we have education and health care. Let's do education first. Um, and, okay. you know, we had mentioned that when – a lot of immigrants come into the system, um, you know, they don't speak the language for number one, and so they put a strain on the education system and whereby um, the schools have to provide for these extra um, programs to teach these students. And, um, and I want to point that out because the taxpayers don't see that, and they don't see how they're well, they funding see it. They see it in the- they see it in their property tax bills. They, they see it in their sales tax payments. They may not notice every every aspect of it, but they certainly see it in their in their uh, property tax payments. It's a huge cost right. burden, and um, that's just, again that's just one small part of the total picture. Uh, when you look at education, the primary problem we have with education is the large number of people that are unemployed. Uh, America's ghettos are filling up. We have more poor people today than than ever before. Uh, ever since they started yeah, counting, and actually. Al- and also um, Common Core, okay? I want to bring that up. Um, and Bill Gates just well, even some more money into Common Core. The, uh, well, sure, because he's going to make money off of it. He, he, considers it a, yeah, he considers it an investment because he's going to make money off of it. Um, Common right, Core, yeah, and like no, child, like no Child Left Behind before it, but no, with No Child Left Behind, we actually stopped educating. We're teaching children. I had this problem with my daughter when she was in school. Uh, we're teaching t- children to pass the test. You learn specific questions to pass a test. Uh, you don't learn the basics of how to reason. And that's why we have so many uh, children that are failing. 
They don't know how to read. They don't know how to write. But they can answer the question on the test. Okay. So, um, okay. So now, let's say you you um, you uh, get in to the office. Okay. What would you do with with the um, Common Core first? Okay. Because I, I get that, rid of it. that is a problem. Okay. But the, I know. But my question is, how would you do that? Because the funding is attached to. Um, well, to, to that's, therein lies your answer. The common core. Therein lies your answer. Okay, and uh, you know, know when, when, when Ronald Reagan, when Ronald Reagan gave his first political speech, uh, if you actually listen to that, it was it was in support of uh, Goldwater, who who didn't win. But if you listen to Reagan's uh, first speech, and he talks about education and all these issues in that speech, nothing has changed. They're the same issues, the same problems. Nothing's been fixed. The uh, U.S. Department of Education in Washington, D.C. has over 4,400 employees and spends over $80 billion a year, and they do nothing but push paper. Why don't we give that money back to the states? Just get rid of, just get rid of the DOE and give that money back to the states. It solves several problems. It gets, first of all, it gets the states more funding. Second, it gets the U.S. government out of the state and local uh, um, education business the longer their nose is in that business, the worse education becomes. Get rid of them. Get them out of the business. Uh, yes. Um, but the, a lot of these districts now have used that money, um, and they might have even employed people under it. So ha- I, I understand you taking the money back, but um, it's, it's got to be a step process. Because, no, well, it can actually well, be. It could be all at one time. You simply shut down the U.S. Department of Education, and uh, you, you send all this money to the states and let them decide on how to spend it. Um, and the Common Core also uh, has an, uh, an issue um, whereby you uh, the, the parents don't like the fact that um, it's the government controlling the curriculum. Exactly, and that's what and that's what was intended. You know, this was part of a socialist agenda to uh, basically control every part of your life and your children's life as well. Um, if you take the if you take the Fed's money, you have to play by their rules. You have to uh, do what they want you to do. So the simple solution is to get rid of them, get the federal government out of the education business, give this money to the states, and let them. Uh, decide how best to educate their children. Then you don't have the government saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't have prayer in school, you uh, can't do the Pledge of Allegiance, you can't have a flag on your on your T-shirt. Get them out of our business. And so will that lower taxes? If you do sure. That? Uh, $80 billion a year is a, a nice chunk of change to start with. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, it, did you know we have 11 different job training programs, uh, federal job training programs in the United States? 11 different ones. None of them work. We have 83 different means-tested welfare programs. About, a, about 10 years ago, the senator from Oklahoma asked the GOA to, uh, to do a study on how we could save some money. And they came back and said, well, we can save $260 billion a year without hurting anyone just by consolidating some of the agencies. No one in Congress between then and now, Democrat or Republican, has lifted a finger to save any of that money. So long as they have new money to spend and give out special favors and kickbacks, they don't care. That's right. Uh, So let's assume this Common Core gets out of this system. What are some of the things we can do to improve education? Well, I think we actually need to return to the basics, <laughs> pre-writing, arithmetic, and geography. Uh, you can go to most colleges today and ask somebody where Egypt is, and they couldn't point it out on a map. Uh, so basic education and more funding by getting rid of the feds, get that money to the states, and let them decide on how to spend it. Right. Go ahead, Ruben. Do you want to ask? Yeah, I, I um I wanted I, I didn't finish up with the uh in regards to illegal immigration. What 
okay. maybe I missed I missed the answer. Uh, what would be your plan to minimize the the whole uh, you know funding uh, to be able to um, to not have to resort to selling out like everyone else that has to do that with you know. United States, uh, United. Uh, I mean, the Chamber of Commerce and some of the uh, lobbyists. How would you go? How would you get around that to be able to? Well, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be the people. The people out there listening right now have to decide. You know, do do they want to fix this problem? Uh, do, okay. do they want it to continue for the next couple of decades uh, until we finally decide we want to do something? Uh, but you know, the individual voter. Uh, the individual supporter, people who agree with what I agree with, will have to make that decision, and they'll have to step in and help. You know, this is not a one-man show. It was never meant to be. Right. Okay. Uh, the next, the next question is: I mean, we've had, we've had, um, we've had WTO, we've had GATT, we have had NAFTA, uh, all, all these nice uh, 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 names that have been given for these. Uh, Trades that uh, have been negotiated by our government. How would you go? I mean, and we have one current one, which is the TT, uh, the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. How do you? How would you go about trying to uh, uh, minimize or, or, or abolish some of these uh, trade deals that have already been sealed and delivered? Well, the, the best way you can do that is basically to create new jobs. Uh, and base, you know, instead of trying to recover jobs that were lost, we simply jump ahead. So what I would propose is a 25% tax credit for research and, and development. We did this back in the 1970s. It was very successful. And then the Democrats got greedy and they killed it off. Much of the technology that you have in your laptop or your computer actually came from that program back then. Of course, back then, you know, a hard drive was the size of a refrigerator. But it all had to start somewhere. So the best way is just to create new jobs and leapfrog beyond our competition. Uh, Ruben, and we, uh, have, we have we have we have the skilled callers on the line. Uh, um, anybody like to ask a question? Caller two four eight. Okay. Uh, okay, they want to forever hold their peace. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, Royce, did I cut you off? Go ahead, you can finish. No, I'm still here. Um, okay. If you do a then research and development tax credit. Sorry. Uh, okay, go ahead, finish. If we do a research and development tax credit, we can develop a lot of, re, uh, uh, a lot of new technologies, and we should include in that uh, the ability for uh, new, what we call new space companies that are developing space technologies as part of that. Um, if you look at NASA, for example, we're spending about $18 billion a year, and we're getting very little money, uh, very little technology, very little jobs, very little anything for our investment. So we need to open it up to the private sector and let them participate. Right. Right. I mean, um, the, the, pri the private sector is actually uh, – uh, Re-energizing the uh, space industry, but then again, uh, this is this this will become another part of that lobbyist that will influence politicians. Uh, not not really. It actually has it actually has the opposite effect because it takes the decision making away from the government and puts it in the private sector. That way, uh, the market gets to decide the winners and losers. If you call the Department of Energy today and, and talk to them about solar energy and you ask them the question about uh, PVT, which is photovoltaics plus thermal, which is actually four times more efficient than regular photovoltaic uh, panels, they'll say, what is that? Because they have no clue what it is. They don't know the technology. They don't know what the winners and losers are, and they shouldn't. This should be left up to right. the private sector and the investors should try. So it so actually gets the government, it gets Congress, right. it gets Congress out of the pocket and lets the investors decide which technology should go forward. And that's oh, the way it should you. be. The, the private sector drives our economy. Right. But I'm with you, but after the experiences that have happened, I mean, the, the events that have happened with Solyndra and with all these alternative 
uh, you know, solar companies <laughs> that have actually yeah, but that's, uh, yeah. taken but that, all this that, federal money, have taken this federal, federal money and have have really, they have gone bank, bankrupt. And then we have the Chinese. Sure. Yeah. Actually, then we have the yeah. Chinese who are actually controlling uh, solar. I mean, they're developing. Yeah, they're, but the private sector... The private sector wasn't making right. those decisions. Those 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 decisions were related to p- a political pandering uh, by the investors uh, who took huge government loans and closed down and walked away with the cash. That's not what I'm talking about at all. Uh, you know, that's not a, you know a, right. a federal tax credit. That was that was a direct loan to a politically connected individual, and we wasted ten billion dollars doing that. And at the same time, right. we were investing these, this ten billion dollars into solar. We were not protecting the solar manufacturers. So on the one hand, on one hand we're handing out cash, and on the other, under, other hand, we're, we're giving them a, basically a, a death wish uh, because we're not protecting them from uh, massive Chinese cheating. Right. And it costs right. us, you know, um, not only okay. $10 billion, but thousands of jobs. Yes. Okay, we're going to move on to health care. Um, and, you know, we know uh, now that Obamacare is, is in effect. Um, and you know we've seen our premiums and whatnot go on, go up. I'm sorry. Um, what uh, will you do um, with Obamacare? I would kill it. Obamacare is a cancer on the American society. Uh, it's a huge tax. Um, the left was screaming about the insurance companies making money and blah blah blah. But now the insurance companies not only making money, they're making tons of money, and they're guaranteed a profit. So are the pharmaceutical companies who will make an extra trillion dollars. This Obamacare was a massive rape of the American public. Uh, but what do you say to a youngster now who's just getting out of college and who has to have health care now? Otherwise, they've got to pay well, the penalty. His, his problem, his or her problem isn't health care. It's getting a job. We have thousands and thousands of people, uh, college students that are graduating can't find work can't repay their student loans, still living with mom and dad. The problem isn't the cost of health care for that particular person. It's the ability to find a decent job. Right. So uh, so now what would you do to uh, stimulate these businesses to hire? Well, for what, stimulation, the first, thing I, the first thing I would do, the first thing I would do is a $3 trillion Social Security tax rebate. The federal government has stolen... $3 trillion in Social Security money over the, over the years, and they do not intend to pay it back. We're currently spending about $180 billion a year on the interest on that money. Uh, so basically, I would pay it back to the people uh, as a Social Security tax rebate. So you would get a check, $20,000, $30,000, uh, depending on how many years you've been paying in. It's basically $1,000 a year. So if you've been paying in 20 years in the Social Security, you get twenty grand back. Hey, why not? It's your money. And a three trillion dollar stimulus in our economy, and it doesn't cost the government anything because the government already owes us money. It's just trading one debt for another. But let me let me let me Hi. add something in there. Hi, let me add something in there. Uh, we just uh, we just heard that the exchange in Hawaii needs more money. All these exchanges. Sure, they all do. They have totally have gone bankrupt, uh, and and they need more financial. Because the, there's more people signing up that are actually need more medical uh, attention than the people who are actually uh, in good health condition that are not signing up. So the, it's, sure. it's really uh, it's, it's raping the the um, the amount the, the amount of uh, resources that they they had. The money well, they have the money they the money they lose from people not signing up. They'll simply dig into your income tax money to pay off, which means you're going to pay more taxes. It was designed to be that way. The whole thing was a scam from the very beginning. It's, it's never going to be viable. Uh, you can keep your doctor. You can you know, keep your health insurance. Obamacare was based on dozens of lies that you know, you'll save $2,500 a year. It, it's always been a scam. It's just a huge grab of authority by the government. And you'll see within the next two or three years, people – Losing their homes, losing their bank accounts, because once you owe the IRS, they're going to want to collect. 
So if you can't afford Obamacare, you can't even afford to pay the penalty, they're going to come after you, and they're going to take your assets. Right, right. Right. I agree. Right. So I And this won't be happening... This will be happening to rich people. This will be happening to poor people. But, Royce, let me ask you, at this point, with some of it implemented, can we roll it back? We need to cancel it in total. Yeah, Obamacare needs to go away. The simple solution would have been to expand Medicaid, uh, get more people in the system, pay a little more tax, if that's what you really wanted to do. What they did was insane. I'm a guy. I don't need maternity care. Why would I be required to pay for it? This whole thing is nothing but a scam. It needs to be getting rid of. And the people responsible for what need to be put in jail. All right. So, so then, you know, what do you say? And another thing I want to ask you, it's kind of along the same subject here. Um, you know, right now we're a little over $18 trillion in debt, okay? Um, in, in which our kids and our grandkids are going to have to pay this back. And w- w- what do you yep. say to them, you know, with us leaving this debt to them? Well, what you say to them is, I'm sorry, my neighbors voted, voted for Democrats and they were stupid. That's all you can really say. By the time the le- next election gets here, we'll be t- tipping $20 trillion in debt. If you raise taxes by a trillion dollars a year, you have 600 million of it to balance our deficit and apply the other 400 million uh, to our debt, it would take you 60 something years to pay it off, not counting accumulated interest. With accumulated interest, you're talking 100 years. So, yeah, we've, so, we've wasted so the more, the enough more money. You increase the taxes, then the less these kids are going to be able to afford a house or whatever, uh, a car sure. or whatever. And, and it's been the, slow the answer, the answer to slow. The answer to solving our, our deficit problem is to gut the government. We gut it. I'm not talking uh, about a little cut here. I'm talking a little cut there. I'm talking about getting rid of entire agencies. Yeah. yeah. The U.S. Also, government is pulling $4 trillion a year out of the economy. Right, well. Right. I, I I don't know if you agree with me, Royce, but I think the what we have to start is is getting rid of uh, the Federal Reserve. That's 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 number one. Uh, yes. Non entity. Biggest scam. Biggest biggest scam ever perpetuated on the American public. That needs to go. Yeah, let me explain to you exactly what's happening here. The Federal Reserve, which by the way is owned by the banks prints money out of thin air, it puts it into the economy by loaning it to the banks. But the banks are not investing in people, in business, in cars and houses. They're simply using the money to buy U.S. Treasury bonds. Now, the government, the socialist government that we have now, they love this. It gives them lots of money to spend. But with the inflation, which they claim is like 4 4.5%, 4.5%, no, food prices alone have been increasing 10% a year since Obama was elected. So if you had your EBT card in 2008, and that buys you about 80% less food, and they say, well, the Democrats are for poor people. <laughs> How can you be for poor people if you're going to starve into that? You know? So, yeah, you get rid of the Federal Reserve. The government has the authority to print its own money, always has. The Federal Reserve is simply a scam for the banks. All right. How do you um, how do you feel what, what do you feel uh, what's your your take on uh, on um, foreign aid? Well, right now, uh, last year I think we gave uh, China, whose economy is now bigger than ours, three hundred billion dollars. I don't know why we would want to do that. Um, we give foreign aid to a lot of uh, dictators who we should not be supporting. Uh, we give a lot of aid to countries that want to burn the American flag and yell, uh, you know, down with America. I don't think we should be doing that either. Uh, I think we need to get, take care of our own bills. You know, if you have a house and you got to pay your water bill, your electric bill, you can't go in debt to, you know, support your neighbor while your bills go unpaid. And right now our bills are going unpaid. But what do you, you know, our I, children, I, I, our I, grandchildren? I don't know. I, I see us collapsing um, with this because you can't continue to to run up a debt and not pay it. I just see the system collapsing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to collapse. Way. It's going to collapse. It's going to collapse our entire economy. 
at one point, and I don't know the exact day this is going to happen, but at one point, and they're not going to say anything first. They're just going to do it. The banks are simply going to stop buying U.S. Treasury bonds because they'll think the government is a bad risk. And at that point, on that day, it all goes away. They'll simply transfer their money overseas, and the politicians will point fingers, take their 16 pieces of silver and run, uh, and we'll be stuck holding the bag with a completely collapsed economy. Look, 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 and then what, what, what do you do from there? What, what, how do you go from there? Well, you don't yeah. go there. <laughs> That's, yeah, you don't want to go there. I, I know, but when I mean, you're like talking about twenty-nine all over again. Yes, yes, that's what's going to happen if we don't stop this now. It's going to be worse than 1929. In 1929, we were not $20 trillion in debt. By 2016 in the elections, we will be. We'll be lucky well, if we make it yeah, to the elections. Well, yeah, my my, my issue at, with this is, is um, hold on, Ruben, I get, I get this one point, is, is leaving this $18 trillion to our kids and our grandkids in the future. Um, well, that's exactly you know, what we're doing right now. Everything is so high right now, never mind have, having them have to pay these incredible taxes. I mean, just to send your kid to college, well, here in New Jersey, um, is 28000 and that's in-state tuition. You know, if if you send your kid, if, kid out uh, out of state, you know, and they don't get a scholarship, it's like forty five, fifty thousand if they live there. You know, so you can't. It's the inflation. Again, if you look at the CPI, which is artificial, it's uh, it's not realistic at all. It doesn't count energy costs. It doesn't count food costs. Uh, Our inflation is much higher. They're actually Jimmy Carter high, but people don't realize it because the government's telling them a lie. The government's saying, "Well, inflation was four percent last year." No, inflation was twelve percent last year. But we're going to lie to you and tell you it's four. The reason, th- you know, if you go back, I said, listen to uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, speech and compare it to the day. They're all the same problems. The only thing that's changed is the number of zeros behind the number because of inflation. And, you know, we complain about the Chinese uh, diluting their money, uh, Mexico diluting their money to get an unfair trade advantage. But, you know, right now we're doing the same thing. And we're doing it so much that other countries are starting to complain. In fact, they've been complaining for about seven years now because, the dollar is becoming toilet paper. Well, I, I hate, yeah, I hate to burst the bubble. I hate to burst the bubble, but in reality, we're never going to pay the deficit. Let's get real. Uh, that's that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, the reality is that the 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 global economy, not just the U.S. economy, all these economies are interconnected today. So we have a bubble, a real estate bubble in China. You know, I've, I've traveled to uh, China and Taiwan and Asia, and, 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 and I see that they are basically fooling their, 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 their own citizens also because they have an inflated economy that when it bursts, it will impact the rest of the world. Uh, so in reality – No, actually, actually we, want, we, want to pop, we want to pop your bubble. We want to put tariffs on uh, Chinese imports and pop that bubble. Uh, Right, but they have the, they have they have yeah. they have a real estate bubble that so much money is invested from abroad. So that's what I'm saying. It's not just a U.S. deficit of 18 trillion because we have we have also a, a, another deficit, not another deficit, but we have another obstacle. We have 100 trillion dollars in liabilities that well, sure we do. are and we have waiting there. and nobody even wants to talk about it. Right. right. I mean, and then we have then we have another another issue that people have not spoken about it, and I think maybe one percent of the population knows about it. That's a derivative bubble that is over two hundred trillion dollars. Yeah, and we have a stock market bubble too, because where else are you going to right. put your money? Are you going to Are you going to buy a CD? Are you going to put your money in the bank at one half or one percent? So we have a huge stock market bubble too. People are hoping that they were not the last one in, and they're praying they'll be the first one out when the bubble pops. Um, we do have callers on the line. Again, if you want to ask a question, um, please do so. Caller 248, you want to ask a question? Can you hear me? Yeah, the first thing I want to know, if you do get elected, um, would you use your congressional power 
to put tariffs on the cheaters immediately? Sure. Sure, I would. First day. First day in office. The president has the authority to declare countries currency cheaters. Uh, the problem we have isn't that China is cheating. Uh, the problem is that the global corporations are paying up, paying up our politicians not to stop it. So, yes, first day in office, across the board tariffs on China, so 40% tariffs. The way, I, the way I often explain it to people is if, some, if your neighbor comes into your house and steals something from you every year, how long would it be before you have nothing else? And then take that idea and apply it to our entire economy, and you'll understand what's happened to us over the last 20 years. Uh, okay, we do have another caller on the line, 706. Do you want to ask a question? Uh, hello, 706. Um, okay. Uh, okay, let's go back to, uh, go back to you, uh, Ruben. Um, and, well, and, uh, and I wanted to. I wanted to. I mean, now that we're we're, uh, we're focusing on the economy, um, right now we we're, we're basically looking at uh, an economy that that has been what I call the Obama depression, because the econ- economy, the recovery has been horrible. Uh, these numbers, unemployment numbers, have you know they 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 manipulate the numbers. Uh, you as a, uh, as being becoming the next president of the United States, how would you go about fixing? I mean, because you will be inheriting uh, so many people on, on on welfare, so many people on uh, food stamps, so many people unemployed. I mean, it's a huge task. How, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a massive task. Yeah, besides the forty percent tariffs that you would do on day one. What else would be in your agenda in the first 90 days? Uh, well, again, a Social Security tax rebate, $3 trillion dumped into the economy. But before I do that, I want to place tariffs on the countries that are cheating us, and they have been cheating us for decades. And Because um, if you don't, the money's simply going to flow out of the economy, which is the problem we have now. The money's flowing out of the economy. If you go back to 2001, we were in a recession. Uh, and this was under D.W. Bush. And uh, we never actually recovered from that recession. We had what they called a, quote, jobless recovery for seven years. Then in 2008, we fell off the cliff. Millions of jobs lost. $8 trillion in home equity lost in a single year. And since that time, since Obama, we've had literally no improvement whatsoever. So the problem is, uh, is so bad that we actually have to take measures to stimulate the economy. But not the way the Democrats did it with this uh, handing out favor, you know, favoritism, uh, handing out cash for favors. Um, that's, that's not the way you want to do it. The Social Security tax rebate of $3 trillion would be a massive stimulus to our economy and get people up and working. You're not going to solve any of these problems, whether it be education or welfare or anything, unless you have employment in this country. And you're not going to have employment in this country if uh, you keep voting for politicians that are going to sell you out before you ever cast your vote. Right. Um, okay. Actually, I want to move on to um, get into a little bit of uh, foreign affairs, um, and uh, I want to talk about ISIS. Okay. Um, how would you handle well, if you, ISIS, if you, the Islamic State of if you look at, Syria? Yeah. Um, if you look at uh, the current the current administration's policy, foreign policy dealing with the Middle East, you have to wonder when they escape from the asylum because it's totally insane. We fund uh, this terrorist group to go against that terrorist group, and then we find out the other guys are worse than the first guy, so we give the other guys guns and money. You know, it's just ridiculous. ISIS is the biggest uh, evil, it's called evil, uh, since the Nazis in the 1930s. They need to be wiped out. Uh, but you don't do that by giving guns to different terrorist groups. You, you work with we work with our partner, our partners, Jordan, Egypt. You know we have friends, and uh, we destroy these people. Um, and we, how would you handle we, the uh, situation with that with uh, um, Israel? And they're always under attack from Iran, and um, you, you know. The problems that we have over well, there. Well, Iran uh, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, supporter of terrorism on the entire planet. 
we should not even be talking to these guys. Uh, you know, trying to, you know, the Obama trying to buy time for them so they can develop their nuclear weapon is complete insanity. Uh, so we don't go there. We tell them no, and it's a firm no. You, you're not allowed to have a nuclear weapon. And if you build one, we bomb your cities. That simple. All right. Um, Dad, Ruben, do you want to ask? What, what's your uh, view on, on the uh, expanding uh, tobacco and uh, economy woes that the European Union and most of the European countries, especially the ones in the southern, uh, southern Europe, like the Greece, uh, Italy, Spain. Uh, where do you see the, your, the the relationship that the United States should have with the European Union, especially with the crisis, the economic crisis that continues to hamper uh, that region? Well, the economic crisis in Europe, is particularly Southern Europe, but also at one point Ireland was, would be included in that, uh, is the same direction the United States is going in. Uh, massive, massive social program, massive socialism, Marxism, uh, 30% uh, sustained unemployment uh, for decades. Uh, we're moving in the same direction that they've already been in. And Europe is on the verge of you know, complete collapse. And you know, we've been propping them up, giving them money. We don't even know how much money the Federal Reserve has loaned these guys because they won't tell us. But it's in the, I'm sure it's in the trillions of dollars. But unless they fix their own problems, they're going to fall, and we're not going to be able to save them. In fact, we'll be so bad by then, we'll be looking around and see who's going to save us. And there's right. not anybody yeah. out there that can save us. We're right. going to save the this bank, country. We have to do it ourselves. The Bank of England and the European Central Bank are just as culprits. I mean, they're 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 not worse than than the uh, the Federal Reserve. I mean, they're basically working together. Yeah. Sure. Why yeah. would you copy failure? Which is what we're doing. We're copying Europe's failure. Oh. Um, okay, no Royce, we have uh, Royce. We have two minutes and thirty seconds left. Um, so I want you to tell us uh, what's next for you um, in your plans. And also your website. Well, this is uh, uh, this website. Yes, your website. Yeah, RoyceForPresident.com. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Voice for President. Uh, just do it in the search, and you'll find Voice for President. Uh, I'm, I'm tapped out there, so you can't like my page. Uh, you can like my page, which would be helpful because uh, that means I get a broader audience. Uh, but my friends thing is packed full. I have thousands of people waiting in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much I can do about that. But the uh, your website, voiceforpresident.com, it needs a lot of work, but it's there. Uh, if you want to help out, uh, my campaign committee is simply voice for president. Write me a check, <laughs> a check and send it in. Uh-huh. Um, the, ad, the address is actually on the website. Okay. But, uh, um, you know, it, it, this is a step-by-step process, literally a person-by-person, person, you know, shaking hands, talking to people. I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on there a lot, uh, talking, debating. You won't find any of the other candidates doing that. Doing that. You won't find Hillary Clinton in any kind of conversation on Facebook. You won't find Ted Cruz having a conversation uh, about our problems, you know, but I'm there, and I'm I'm willing to talk. Um, Okay, Ruben, we have a minute. Do you want to say a closer? Yeah, um, basically, um, I want to uh, see a last comment from uh, from Royce. Uh, This situation in the urban areas, uh, like Baltimore, Ferguson, as a president, how would you handle a situation, the, the current uh, racial uh, law enforcement uh, situation that we have right now in our country? Well, our, our racial, our racial relationship. Seconds to answer that. Go ahead. Okay, racial racial relations in this country have been deteriorating badly under Obama and his uh, his crew of race baiters. Uh, they're out there. They're poking sticks in people's eyes. They're trying to get people stirred up. Uh, for him, it's political pandering, but he's playing with people's lives. It's not a police problem. It's a crime problem. It's a poverty problem. We need to address it. Um, okay. Thank you, Royce. We are out of time. Uh, thank I'd you, like Royce. to thank you for joining us tonight. And um, Thank you both for giving uh, the opportunity folks, to do this. Yes, we will definitely Good luck have and, back. Uh, we'll be in touch. Yes. Um, if, you'd like to have me, if you'd like to have me back anytime, just get, let me know.
Yes, okay. Folks, uh, stay tuned. So next Tuesday, um, we're going to be talking about human trafficking again. And um, I say again, uh, I can't say it enough, okay? Um, and okay. go to studentsforbetterfuture.com to make a donation at studentsforbetterfuture.com. And my host, Ruben, we'll yes. see you ne- uh, next week, okay? Uh, as always, it's been great. Good night. Yep. Yeah. Nice.